Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Bonjour, comment ça va? <laughs> Episode 130, Cool Button Hockey Podcast is underway. I'm from the Whitby Hockey Factory, and Craig is in Montreal on this night as the push to the playoffs continues. And I don't know which of the races is the most exciting, but when you see 98, 98, 98, Calgary come up with a big victory that Rick Bonus didn't like, um, Devils and Canes and all of it, it's, it's, it's just so much fun. And to have a guy like Ryan Nugent Hopkins, how good's McDavid? He knew the whole time. He stopped pursuing 70. He's like, Zach, I'll give you another one. McDavid is the teacher in school who's handing out the juice and cookies. He reminds me of Miss Jukes, my junior kindergarten teacher. Here's your assist. Here's your goal. Pick up the puck. So anyway, how does a guy go from 69 points career high to 100? I think I know the answer, but tell the listeners, Craig. Uh, you, you, you know, Joe Quenville, I was just telling this story in recent days. Joe Quenville, when he was coaching the St. Louis Blues, wanted to know what every player's bonuses were, you know, two weeks left in the season three, because he wanted the players to get their bonuses. So he wanted to put them in positions where they could get their bonuses. So what you're doing now is, is Connor McDavid's doing it in a different way. He doesn't pay out bonuses, but he wants Nugent Hopkins to get 100 points. He wants to see Zach get career highs and goals and points and everything that goes with it. So I think that it's wonderful. It, it just speaks to not only Connor McDavid's brilliance, but also his, his brilliant unselfishness. Because, I mean, he is, along with Dreisaitl, the straws that stir that drink. But the number one power play, the number one power play in the league, and Nugent Hopkins is a huge part of it. Steve, I don't know if you and me were talking about this, but if you had five McDavid's on the power play, it wouldn't be any good. If you had five Ryan Nugent Hopkins on the power play, it wouldn't be any good. If you had five Zach Hyman's on the power play, it wouldn't be any good. But what Zach Hyman does for Connor McDavid, what he does for Ryan Nugent Hopkins to dry sidle. And, you know, there was a lot of talk. Oh, they traded Tyson Berry. How can they do this for the best power play? With all due respect to Tyson Berry and Evan Bouchard, all they got to do is just go out there and, and not gum it up. <laughs> Don't gum it up because those other four guys are the four points of, of, of a brilliant power play. And so Ryan, with a, I mean, he's always been a good offensive player. He's got a great mind. He's got great creativity. And, you know, you look at a team now where, where it's spread out. And I think Ryan has really found a, a level of, of confidence in his play and, and, and a level of comfort in where he's playing. I'm talking about in the lineup. 
you know, you add Evander Kane, you add Zach Hyman in recent years. I think it just helps the, the entire group. You know, Ryan McLeod, who's hurt right now, killing penalties. They get Bukestad. To me, it's a functioning team. And players are going to function at a higher level when the team functions at a high level. That's how I would explain RNH. We talked last week about Nate McKinnon and wanting 100 points and then <laughs> willing his team to a division title, which is, you know, in the cards. Now they control their own destiny, which means they would create another great 2-3 matchup. Like they would create Dallas, Minnesota to go with Tampa, Toronto, New Jersey Rangers, and maybe Edmonton, LA, depending if the Oilers, Matias Ekholm in the lineup, they're 14-3-1. and 14-3-1. and Sometimes the best trade's the one you didn't make. It, it feels like the Chikrin moving off Chikrin and going to Ekholm for this group right now might have been better for uh, Ken Holland and company. But, you know, the other night, give me the puck. It's not D to D. It's D to me. And there goes McKinnon. They kind of blew it a little bit at 3-1 to 3-3. But when he put that in, that is great. He would have been at 100 many other times if not for dot, 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 right? It could be his fifth 100-point season. And, Craig, if you're telling me you're okay with 49 goals and 99 points, I call you a liar. No one wants to finish with Rick Martin 49 goals or 99 points with McKinnon's done that before. So I think he's going to get the daily double, right? He's got his 100 now, and the way the abs are rolling is bad news for Minnesota and Dallas, who are still playing so well. It's not as if that they're, they're doing the Winnipeg Jet thing. This is a fun race to watch. Hey, Steve, I, I, I think it's bad news for the West. I think the Colorado Avalanche starting to fire on all cylinders is bad news for the West. Now, are they free and clear? It's not like Colorado Avalanche last year because, you know, there's other good teams in there. The West has still got uh, an open path. But when you watch this Colorado Avalanche team starting to fire on cylinders, getting all their players back, uh, you watch out. I mean, to me, when I'm watching now and I'm watching from Colorado and I'm watching from the Boston Bruins, I'll, 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 I'll put a stake in the ground. I think that's the Stanley Cup final. That's what I'm saying on April the 6th, Boston, Colorado final. Now, are there other good teams? That could, yeah, there are, but that's how it is. You know, it's interesting when you talk about McKinnon, right? And you talk about the drug. You know, there's only one player that I think in the history of the game that was happy and celebrates being just a little bit under. And that's Glenn Anderson with 498. He wears 498 like a badge of honor. 498 goals. He knew he could have got 500. He knew that he could have got 500 in his sleep. But 498 for Glenn, the personality, the player, it just fits, doesn't it? Doesn't it just fit perfectly? He might be the only player in the history of sport that's happy at 498, right? And 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 it fits him, right? But you're right. You don't want to fall short. And you know, you think about. One, so, so we look at the apps, right? And we look at the, the Edmonton Oilers. The Edmonton Oilers were interested. Absolutely, they were interested in Jacob Chickering, but they couldn't make a deal. But you always have to be ready to understand what your other options are. And Ken Holland recognized that. And Matthias Ekholm has come in and, and, and been a really, really important player for them. Nick Bukestad is going to help them as well, like in, with respect to Pulley RV out, Bukestad in. And, you know, it didn't matter what yes he did. It wasn't going to be enough for anybody in Edmonton because he, they put him in there too soon, right? And so now Nick comes in. It, it's fresh. It's new. Oh, look at Nick Bukestad, right? I don't know if Nick does more than, than Yessi, but I do know this. He is able to, to bring a new perspective to how people view him, and I think that that's a really nice addition for the Edmonton Oilers. And, you know, you, you start to think about 14-3-1, and, and, 
you know, they've been 35% on the power play during that stretch. They're, they're, they're over four goals a game during that stretch. I, I know I keep hearing about their defense, but, you know, their defense, save for the last two games, uh, and, and, and the shutout last week versus LA, they were over, they were giving up over three goals a game <laughs> since the trade deadline as well. So it's not like, oh boy, they're really clapping down defensively. They're just so brilliant offensively that it's hard to beat them. And their power play, when they, when they put it into another gear, LA saw that two power play goals wins the game for the Edmonton Oilers on uh, Tuesday night. Some teams are going pedal to the metal because they want to win their divisions to avoid those two, three matchups. And I get it. And some of them might go right down to game 82 and still finish second or third, depending on the situation. So a topic that's come up and I don't know how I feel about it. I, I, I can't, I can't get angry at a team that does this. If I would have done it myself is resting players. Didn't you tell us the Larry Robinson story? Did Scotty Bowman send Larry Robinson to Turks and Tacos? Didn't he come back one year tanned, getting ready for the playoffs? It's not new resting players. So the Bruins kind of started it because they've already won everything. And now we're seeing other teams do it. Like it, don't like it. Is it just the perfect way to be fresh instead of just sitting out everyone game 82? Uh, and will more teams do it, whether they pull the shoots, right? Or they clinch a division title, Craig. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways to go here, right? Like, so if you ask the fan base, right? Like, oh no, let's get our players ready for the playoffs, right? Like, you know, ask teams, players want to be, because it is a grind, 82 game season. But we're also asking the fans to pay big money to come and watch the stars, right? And, and, and you know, we can sit down and say, okay, yeah, well, they're buying tickets for the team. But yeah, they are. But teams have also now, you know, categorize tickets based on who's playing and what team is playing. So, you know, that, that, that argument has changed too. So I, I, I'm not conflicted. I, I understand both sides of the argument. Here's the way I would sell it. I, I would, if I was an organization, I would try to say, okay, what's our give back? What could we do now to give back knowing that we're going to sit out some players that, you know, doesn't penalize our, our fans, our, our, our ticket buying fans. I would try to look at that. I'd like to tell you, but I would look at that. But I think it is prudent right now to, to rest some players. You know, second game on a back-to-back, third game on a three out of four, rest them. Like, you know what? You, you, because you, you're kind of caught between a rock and a hard place as an organization. You know, your, your fans want you to win. They want you to be best for the player. Let's talk about Toronto, right? So, oh, yeah, but Mitch Marner didn't play the other night. Okay, yeah, I get it. So what do you want? Mitch Marner will be ready for the playoffs so you can win a playoff series? Or Mitch Marner not playing a game against a low-level team? I, I think you you got to talk about it. you got to be open about it. And, you know, whatever you, whatever you can do to figure out how you manage that, I think you can do. But I think it's very prudent to make sure the players are rested. So from a competitive point of view, and I'm a competitor, and you're a competitor, and the players are competitors, like let's get let's get close to 100% when the playoffs begin that's my focus I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me In a given month over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. 
like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Speaking of the playoffs... Dave Jackson, retired referee, who's doing great work on television, was on the show the other day. And we had a great conversation about, well, if you want to start, you know, eye in the sky, two-minute penalties for next year, just remember, we started with video review for did the puck cross the line? Do we want to slow the game down, et cetera, et cetera. We don't have that yet. What we do have is a lot of retiring referees. When we expanded, right, uh, what, what do we have? San Jose was team 22, Ottawa and Tampa we're teams 23, 24. We hired a lot of referees who are younger in their 30s, and a lot of them have, have aged out. And we've got a lot of new officials, and we go into the playoffs kind of with a veteran and a younger rep. And especially in the first round, when we've got all the series and 16 teams. I think we saw it a little bit last year that people, you know, they wanted to make a name for themselves. And, you know, we did have a penalty shot call that probably wasn't a penalty shot and a stick that was, I called Mark Recchi. Mark Recchi was good at this, Craig. Anything that was up here, you throw his head back and the back ref would, you know, he was good at it. There's a reason Bill Barber has a nickname as, a, as the diver and he's not the only one. So we have talked with the realism that, you know, Dave Jackson said when he came on the ice, he got booed everywhere because they knew him. Well, I said, Dave, every rink I went to in the 80s and 90s, whoever the ref was, they booed. Because they did, oh, we got Fraser, he screws us. We got Gregson, he screws us. We got Jackson, he screws Well, if they're all screwing you, then they're all screwing all the teams, which is funny, which is good. They're evenly screwing everybody. However, the real, you know, Dave Nonis, you love him. He's on our show right now on Series XM. There is sometimes when you want to say to the supervisor or to, you know, there was something last game I want to talk to you about one item. You know, there used to be a time they said the managers were allowed in the referee's dressing room. Craig, I know you would be cool in there. He said other guys went in and ranted and had 40 and they had to kick them out because it came to blows. The realism on massaging younger officials in a critical situation as we go in the place up. What's your level of angst? Because they're not all Gregson, McCreary, Koharski, Van Massenhoven, Van Helleman. It's not all like that. You only get experience, Craig, by doing the job in the playoffs. So when Kerry Frazier started in the playoffs, he, he, you know, he started with zero games of playoff experience. John McCauley did, and all the referees did, like Terry Gregson and Dan Meruelli. And, you know, you, you can go through them all. You can go through them all. They all started their playoff careers with zero on the resume. So this is nothing new. This is nothing new. So my level of angst is exactly the same. It's zero. I have no level. These officials are, are, are the best in the world. They are coached. They are worked. At the end of the regular season, there'll be some officials that aren't working playoff games. 
probably some of the ones that are younger, that are a little bit greener, that still need some more seasoning. So under the direction of Stephen Walken and the hockey operations, they're working with these referees. So it, 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 listen, I know this about, about officiating. Somebody's going to complain about it all the time. And whether you want to complain about this generation of young officials or last generation of young officials or two generations ago of officials, that's what you're going to hear. I am sure that people complained about Red Story when he started out. And people that don't know who Red Story, just look it up. He was a famous referee. Anyway, so my level of angst, you want to complain, complain. You know what? Like, that's just the nature of the beast. And, you know, ask Dave Jackson about this. You want Next time you're talking to Dave Jackson, who, who, who I've known for a long time, ask him about refereeing in the Quebec League when he first started out, when they used to throw frozen oranges at the referees. Like, they, people used to come with frozen oranges. And they used to, the glass was low, and they'd come and throw them at the referees. It, they didn't get enough danger pay. I was in a game in Trois-Rivières once. Trois-Rivières. So... The referees, the, the, the fans didn't like what was happening in Toibier. So they started throwing batteries. They started throwing batteries. Now, people were bringing batteries with the idea that they were going to, you know, get upset and, you know, let the referees hear about it. And so they, they pulled the, the teams off the ice, pulled the teams off the ice. They went and reviewed. So the visiting team, they put them on the bus in the back of the arena and got them out of there. And then they announced that the game was canceled. Because the the, 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 the the officials and the opposing team were in danger. Our game has come a long ways in that regard. So, you know, I've seen a lot of different iterations. I've seen complaints of all manner over the years. Complain if you want. No angst. These are the best in the world. And I know everybody, oh, Craig, you don't know what you're talking about. Actually, I do know what I'm talking about. And you're never going to get me off of that base. Well, I always say, if not these guys or some yeah. gals, then who? So where's the tree? Is it in the KHL? You want to talk about KHL officiating? The story of the guy goes to the bench, penalties are 12-1, and he says, the coach says in Russian, what, what's going on? And the ref just points to the owner of your team. That, that's what's going on. That's why it's 12-1. You know what I mean? So, and we've heard stories. Uh, I've heard stories about people long before tragedies that said i'm a little weary i'm not going back the plane that we were on last year i'm not so sure like you know we 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 complain about something till we realize we're living better than we ever have before and a lot of the items and the checks and balances are better than they've been and craig i've argued with people too don't come to me with a problem unless you have a solution so if you don't like this guy and you don't like this rule then what's your solution they normally have none I think we have done your Doug Armstrong. Here's the situation. Let's look at video review to make this easier or better. Do we like it or not? American League or not? Breakaway groups or not? Or officials about saying, when your arm goes up, I'd rather not put it up. If, hey, coach, I didn't, I couldn't tell. I'm not guessing. I'm not guessing that Kale McCarr got a trip. So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to learn from that. I'm not going to get fooled by Mark Recchi going, that stick hit you in the crest. I got fooled. You won't fool me again. I won't be fooled again, as the song says. So that's all I would say. Because Steve Eisman would say in your meetings, guys, three pebbles here, three marbles here. Let's go. And I surprised Steve. Boo, boo, boo. Boo to Steve Eisman's idea. Why would he? Boo, 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 boo. Why would he? That philosophy is only going to hurt the better team who says, well, we don't hook and hold and scratch and claw and do. So I, to me, if it's 7-1 penalties, it's 7-1. But you know, Craig, this, a coach will go 5-1. That's what he'll say to the ref. And the ref will say, yeah, really would be 8-1. But I gave you a break. 
because you know i don't want to hear you yapping all the time and that's the part to me that's the society that we kind of live in they want all that to be even which rewards the 1996 florida panthers that that's the real truth okay well i mean you got that off your chest i like that you know (laughs) hey listen i mean it's only it's only 27 years later but i like the fact (laughs) that i mean i know you've been stewing on that one for a while On, on our next episode i promise i'm going to share with you uh, a, a, a former Soviet Union travel story that I oh. guarantee will get lots of laughs uh, because I still laugh about it today. But anyway, that's for the next one. Uh, you know, you talk about it too. Like, you know, wh- wh- when did you tell your beautiful girls when they were younger? You know what you told them? Life isn't fair. You know what? What I would like uh, officials to come over and tell the coaches, life isn't fair. Tell your team not to break the rules. You know what? Your team broke the rules seven times tonight. I called seven penalties. The other team broke the rules two times. I called two penalties. Life isn't fair. It's not here to have three pebbles in the jar and three pebbles for them. End of story. That's what we all tell her. Oh, now, now when it applies to us, oh, I can't follow my own philosophy, right? Now understand Steve Eisenman came through a different era where that was the practicing elements of about, okay, we got to keep it even and everything because the lead... You know, there was lots of influences coming from different ways. Much like you talk about the Russian League, the KHL doing that, that was happening in the NHL too. So let's not kid ourselves that it didn't happen in the NHL. It's no longer the case. It's no longer the case. So let's stop talking about, oh, yeah, it's got to be equal. Listen, you break the rules, I'm calling the penalties. That's my job here. My, my job here is to adjudicate the game based on the rule book. End of story. Now, let me add. Goaltender interference last night. I thought it was a great call in the Calgary out of Winnipeg. Nick Ritchie. I thought that was a clear-cut case. What I like, and this is where I'm going to go with you, and then you jump in here. I like the fact people said, oh, this should be quick or whatever. I, I, I'm not worried about quick, especially at this time of the year or, and come playoff time. I'm, I'm worried about right. If it takes a little bit longer, let's make sure we get it right. I like the fact that they talked it out, took a little bit longer, but it was the right call in my view. That's how it works. Let's get it right. We talked about infractions on the goalie in the crease and he barely touched him or he barely hit him. You just answered your own question. He touched him or he hit him. And the managers have said they want basically blue and white. If we can get it in the blue paint and that's your example, clip it, put it over here on your desktop as an example of what will happen in the playoffs. And then the same call we hope and should be made. So Let's not argue correctness because it's against your team, okay? That was a two-minute penalty on McDavid. That's the rule. It's not conspiracy theory that helps McDavid and the Oilers that have done what in eight years? Won five cups? Come on, people. Give your head a shake or you won't enjoy the playoffs. We want you to enjoy the playoffs the way you've enjoyed episode 130 of the Cool Button Hockey Podcast. For Bruce Bolton, Craig Button, I'm Steve Coolius. Au revoir from La Belle Province. We'll see you next time. Hey, LaBoo.